Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. Game podcast is brought to you in part sponsored by Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Warrior Recovery is a Navy SEAL owned CBD company. They have all types of clothing. They have uh, drops. They have energy drinks. They have joint release. They have super greens. You can pop in there and get all your daily vitamins. CBD has been a miracle drug for me. I have herniated discs from doing jujitsu and from taking it consistently for months and months, using the drops at night, eating the gummies during the day. It's helped with anxiety, it's helped with appetite, it's helped with sleep. It's definitely taking all the inflammation down in my neck and all over my body. You might not even realize it, but all those aches and pains that you're feeling after 30, 60 days of taking it consistently every day, you'll just all of a sudden one day go, oh, I forgot that stuff doesn't even hurt me anymore. Now, if I run out and I forget to take it for a couple of days, everything will start to swell up again. I'll start to get the inflammation and the pains. I'll start to feel like the Tin Man. So CBD has been an absolute uh, blessing for me. Uh, help feel good so I can my joints are all feeling better I'm sleeping better I'm eating better I'm more clear I'm more rested it's really helping me operate and fire off on all cylinders and naked war recovery CBD happens to be uh, affordable and a great quality product that has no THC and it will not get you high it would only give you only all of the medical benefits of using CBD which to me I actually believe is a miracle drug if you go on www.nicknicknick.com links you will be able to actually click under affiliates if you use the code name AGAME on the promo code, you will get 20% off of all the amazing products that Naked Warrior Recovery CBD, run by Navy SEAL William Brannan, will be able to bring you. So go check that out, nicknicknick.com slash links, AGAME, to get 20% off of all your CBD products. You will not regret it. Give CBD a try and get it from Naked Warrior Recovery. All right, I'm going to talk today a little bit about training your teams, whether it's training your property managers, training your buyers, your really, really big thing, um, training your realtors, whoever you're getting your deals from, but there has to be little tasks in place to have you figure out exactly what it is that they're going to come through with and what they're not. Because I will say having buyers that are dragging things along, I've, I've talked about pretty much to death uh, already on this podcast, but it's such a big deal because I want to find out from the beginning, is somebody going to waste my time? And I know I've talked a little bit about that, but we're going to give you some things now that you can actually start to practice to give them some, some little tests. Because again, I, I refer to it as the first date a lot. When you're first getting into a relationship, whether it's a business relationship or not, you're still testing it out and seeing what can you get away with. And contractors and property managers and buyers, a lot of the times they're literally like little kids. They're going to see, oh, can I get away with not calling today? Can I get away with not test checking this email? Can I get away with doing a shitty job on the drywall? And they're going to start to see, especially at first, are you going to be the priority? Because I guarantee you, no matter who it is, they have somebody else they're working with that is the squeaky wheel. 
And it, I usually don't like to be annoying and press people for stuff. Oh, it's okay. Just go do somebody else's house first. I don't want to bother you. No, fuck that. I don't do that anymore. I'm going to be the squeaky wheel. You need to be at my house and understand that if we've agreed that you're going to get my property rented out, you're going to fix my rehab, you're going to buy my property, you're going to go look at it, you're going to put some offers on it, or you're going to process a loan. I need to know that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And I need to know that I'm your priority if that's the expectation I've set. So again, it's not contract. You hear this in a lot of books, especially when you're talking about any business books. When I was uh, initially getting into real estate and trying to learn about potentially being a realtor, upfront contracts were big. Hey, here's what the fees are going to be. Here's what you can expect. Here's the timelines. Here's how much it's going to take. So when you start to break those things down ahead of time, you're setting a precedent of here's what I expect. Is there an issue with this? Because if there is, it's fine. It's, it's not done in a mean way at all. But hey, you know, I, I expect that I need this loan done in two weeks. We're already running behind. If you can do this, we can do more and more business. Now, if you can't get it done in two weeks, be realistic for me. What, what is it? Three weeks, four weeks? What types of documentations are you going to need? Here's what I have. Here's what I can get. Here's what I'm not going to be able to get. Here's what is not available for the property. Maybe the, you're buying a, a property from an owner that wasn't keeping good financials. It was property. They don't have their tax returns. They don't have their rent rolls. They weren't keeping track of their expenses. Hey, I don't have that stuff. I can only make a T12 and based on performa. So if they come back two or three weeks later, oh, sorry, Nick, I can't do this loan because you don't have X, Y, and Z. Well, I told you right from the beginning, here's the email chain. This is exactly what I texted you. This is exactly what I emailed you. This is exactly what was in our conversation. So I don't just have one conversation. I'll, I'll go back to that, but I want to be very upfront of what's realistic. What's my expectation. And then you can come back and talk to me about, hey, you know what? Two weeks, not doable. Three weeks, three weeks is doable if you get me all these things. So they're going to come back and have that honest conversation, but you're going to see a lot of people, they just want to string you along because they want the business and they're going to say they can get it done, but they can't. And now that starts to make me look silly because I told somebody I could get them that loan done, or I told somebody I could get them financed, or I could get this building up and running and they weren't able to perform. But I did my part. I got you everything you needed. You didn't part. Now we have a problem. That's a major strike. So how do I keep myself or how do you keep yourself from getting into a position that you're finding this out two, three, four, five, six months into a project. And now your rehab's half done. The guy's already on another job. Now it's a nightmare or your management company has already been taking money from you and not filling up units and putting toxicity through that place or your lenders two, three months in and now your buyer's pissed off or his credit's been hit and all things. So the way we're going to start to do that is by giving them little tests to see, can they follow the most basic of directions? So I keep things very, very simple at first, because if you come into any of these conversations and you're high maintenance or you're dramatic or you're a pain in the ass, the people aren't going to work with you. Okay. So they're going to say, hey, you know what? And, and the ones that are a lot of the times they're going to be desperate. They're going to be in a place that they're probably not who you really want fixing your property or processing your loan or managing your building anyway, because they're just trying to catch up on bills. Like the contractors that call 45 times a day asking, Hey, can I get the down payment? Can I get the down payment? Hey, what about just 500 bucks? I know that that's not going towards my project. That's going to somebody else you owe that money to. So you're not getting that. And you're probably not a good fit for me, but I need to make sure I can set a precedent. So I'll come through with some very basic things of like, hey, here's a very easy first thing I need you to do. And maybe a very easy second thing I need you to do. Now, they don't know that it's a test. Telling them, hey, here's your test. This is your shot to do this. I'm just putting it out there of like, hey, here's one or two things 
that I need you to do that are very basic, basic and easy to do. And I'm going to see how do you handle the easy stuff? Because I've said it a million times, but how you do anything is how you do everything. How you do the small stuff is how you do the big stuff. So if you're not even able to handle the most basic entry level stuff that I'm giving you, very easy thing. Hey, go to the property at three o'clock. Call me when you get there. Check out on a need you to meet a prospective tenant, maybe a maintenance guy, or I need you to go give me a bid. Here's when I can get this property open for you. Or, hey, I need you to send me a term sheet or a commitment letter or for your buyers. Hey, I need you to send me a, a financial statement and pull your credit report. If you can't at least do that or send me a proof of funds or something, it's not even about what that document is or what that task was. It's can you show up at the time that we talked about? Can you send me the one thing I've asked for so far? That's it. If you can't even do that and I have to follow up with you 10 times and you're not showing up or you're showing up late, going on your own schedule, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to do the business with you because if we're on our literally first date, we're just starting this business relationship, you're going to put your best foot forward and your best foot forward is always already you not keeping your commitment, already not being on time already not honoring what you said you were going to do or sending me the documents that I have to now babysit and chase you around for and ask you for things 10 times. But when things are reversed and they want to get paid for fees or money they laid out or work supposedly did or any of those types of things, oh, oh you got to pay me. I got to pay you. You expect me to do my part. You don't want to do your part. So these very early basic things that you're going to do are going to help you see from the beginning, not my person. And when you find that out nice and early, it's going to save you from having them disappoint you later on when it's a big deal. And now it's, it, it is going to be a pain in the ass to get them out of there. And it is going to cost you, it is going to be more stressful. I find out right in that first or second date, you can't follow directions. I cannot rely on you. See you. So what are some examples of some things that we can talk about? So I'll go through a couple of different key people. First, contractors. You know, So if I'm dealing with a contractor, I'm going to have a very basic conversation because all of the team members that we're working with, you're basically trying to find out who is least likely to screw me. Everybody's going to tell you for the most part, I do a great job. They're going to give you references for people that are going to, going to say good things. They're going to show you projects of things that look good. They're not going to show you houses. Oh, I didn't finish this house. I screwed this guy over this person. Hey, they're not going to do that. So you're going to get better at screening, and we'll talk more about this in other episodes, but they're going to pass just an initial sniff test, just like dating. Oh, you know what? They, they're attractive to me. We have the same sense of humor. We like the same stuff. Okay, I'll give it a try. Let's go on the second date. But they show up with mustard stains all over their shirts, and they're smoking and half drunk. If that's not what you're into, you're going to know right from the beginning, no, this, this isn't my person. I want to get married. They don't. I want to have kids. They don't. Whatever it is. So with the contractors, my, my first initial thing is going to be You've passed these initial tests, but now with any of them, until now it becomes time to actually send them out there and see, are they going to perform on what I call game day? Now it's your time to do all the things you said you were going to do. Show me, because I don't really care about what you say. I care what you're going to do. So we're going to have, again, that initial first conversation just to see, are we even compatible? Is this even something we want to try? And then if they pass that, okay, now I have an offer except go out there. Now I have a property I need you to pull rental comps on or need you to go to and do an assessment for or try and get some tenants for me, whatever it is. Now is your time to show me. So for the contractors, hey, I got a property under contract. I need you to show up in the next 24 to 48 hours, show up at 12 o'clock, show up at three o'clock, show up at five o'clock, text me or call me when you're on your way, text me or call me when you get there. Now, if they show up there and they're telling me I'm supposed to send, let's say hypothetically, I have a contractor going in at a contractor going into three and a contractor going into five. 
I want them showing up at separate times. I don't want them all showing up at the same time. They've very rarely worked out in my favor. Usually they all go, ah, I see what's going on here. And they all leave. And usually I have a pretty good idea of which one I'm going to use for the most part. So if the guy that I wanted most likely to hire is going to show up at three and the knucklehead from 12 goes, ah, I'll just show up at three. What's the big deal? And he goes, Hey, you know what? I just showed up at the property. I know we said, oh, but things got back here now. And now he's there and he walks into the house and the other guy sees him and I lose them both. That person didn't follow directions. They're not supposed to just show up whenever they want. This is your job interview for your contractor. We had an appointment. We had a time. I set this up. Maybe I had to go have somebody let you in. There's different things that go into that. It was a very basic thing. All I asked you was to show up at the time we agreed upon and let me know when you're going. You failed. You are not my person because anybody doing real estate on a on level, you're You'll hear me say it a lot. If you haven't had a problem with the contractor yet, you haven't done enough real estate yet. So if I know that communication gaps and miscommunication and, and them not showing up when they're supposed to or doing what they're supposed to is going to cost me tens of thousands of dollars down the line, I want to know that today. And if I can't get them to listen to me and work on my schedule that we both agreed on, on the very first day, the very first thing we're working on, you're out. I, I can't risk that. We're, we're not, this is not going to work. I, I can't go... 30, 60, 90 days, wondering when you're going to show up, if you're going to show up, blowing me off, going out there. It's not going to happen. So thank you. That initial test of seeing if can you follow the most basic directions, you failed. So this is a quick way that I don't necessarily qualify everybody that I, I'm going to hire or work with. They tend to disqualify themselves and I'm left with the top of the chain there. And then from them, I have to pick sometimes the best of the worst, but you know, sometimes it works out and you find your good people there. These little tests that I'm doing ahead of time, I don't give them a lot of latitude. I don't give them a lot of second chances initially because it's only going to get worse. And anybody that's had massive problems with contractors or with property managers, what you're going to hear them say every time is, I wish I fired that person sooner. But it only got worse, only got worse every single time. So that's one of the first things. Now, property managers, same, same type of things. Let's talk realtors. Realtors, semi-listing, semi-comps. I keep it as basic as that. Hey, I'm looking to buy properties. What are you looking to buy? I'm open to anything. Here's, here's my buying criteria. Here's what I'm looking for. And again, I keep it very wide initially. I don't go in and say these hundred different things I need and get super specific and super demanding. I want to be easy. I want to be laid back. You know what? You're the expert. You're the contractor. You know everything. You know how to fix the house better than me. You're the realtor. You know how to pull comps and run numbers. You know real estate better than me. I have no problem saying that stuff. I give it to them. You're great. Show me how great you are. I just want to make money and I want you to make money too. So I'm not going to get into a nine hour discussion when I know that really what I need is them to send me a couple of property listings with some comparables like we talked about. If they're not going to do that, see ya. It's not going to get easier than that. I'm not asking for a ton. Send me a couple properties. Send me some comparables. If I have to ask two, three, four, five times, you're not my person. Realtors work on commission. Contractors only get paid if they do the work. So if you're working on an eat what you kill type of job and I still have to motivate you to do your job on the most basic level, you are not the person for me. Because I shouldn't have to try and force you to do your work and follow up with me and earn your keep and get paid and earn your jobs and earn my trust. I will make you money. I will do my part, but you have to do your part. And I'm going to find out fast. Is this somebody that's motivated? Again, for the realtor part of them, I don't even really care how good they are. I just need them to communicate. I just need them to be motivated because I just need that data. If I can get the data from them, I can make that. Same thing with wholesalers. Send me something. Well, what do you want? Hey, 
very wide open. You know, you're the best. You got all these great deals. You're making all this money for investors. Send me what you got with some basic info that I'm requesting. Five, six, seven emails, three, four, five days go by, no return phone calls. See ya. You're out. They didn't follow the most basic of directions. So um, property managers, very similar thing. You see where I'm going with this. I, I asked them for a very easy, basic thing. And if I get those strikes right from the beginning that they're not showing up on time, they're not sending me what I need, you're out. I had a conversation with, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit, but I was talking to an friend of mine, Mitzi. So if Mitzi's listening, what's up? Um, and she was, she was finding an assistant about the same time that I was looking for one for me. And I found a great one. So we were talking about some of the things we put in the ads. And one of the things she said was give them very little things in there to respond to make sure that they're reading all the details. So I was like, you know what? That's great because I'm immediately going to find people that aren't paying attention to detail. And in real estate, the dollars are in the details. So if people are not paying attention to details and they're sloppy and they're overlooking specifics, that's exactly how they're going to do their job. And I don't want somebody managing my dollars that is not paying attention to the dollars and cents. It's going to cost me money in the long run. I need somebody who's paying attention to every little thing. So when we put our ads out on some of these sites, we put in there like, here's what we're looking for. We're looking for an assistant. We're looking for a, an acquisitions manager, a dispositions manager, a, whatever we're looking for. I'm putting that ad out and we have our basic credentials. And then we're putting a sentence in there that says, respond to this email with your favorite food. Respond to this email with your favorite color. And you get 20, 30, 40 people. Here's where I went to school. Here's my jobs. Here's my references. Here's pictures. Here's this. Here's that. They're sending you everything in the world beside what you specifically asked for. And then I got about three or four, maybe five people that wrote back, blue, pizza, Chinese food. And right away, my assistant got excited and she went, I got a couple. I got a couple that wrote back, blue, Chinese food, and pizza. Those people that are actually paying attention to detail. Those are the people that are going to read the details on the contracts, pay attention to the details in the work. They're going to literally look at that stuff on a granular level that I can't do, but those are people that I know are looking after every dollar, every penny. Those are the people that I want in charge of my money, in charge of my properties. So same type of thing. Now, buyers, uh, something I've been doing a lot with my buyers is if you're paying with cash, awesome. If you like me to help get you some properties, you better show me that you can close on them. If I have to ask you 15 times what types of properties you're looking for, send me some over, over some documentation of some properties that you maybe actually bought, if that's what you told me, or that you're capable of paying for it in the cash like you're saying, I'm not going to waste my time. I've done that so many times, finding properties for people that they actually didn't really want, couldn't really buy. They were just scared anyway. They weren't going to pull the trigger no matter what. It was never the right time. They don't even really know what they want. So now I get it very clear up front. Qualify them. Hey, what are you looking to buy? Uh, I want aggressive returns. This is what everybody keeps writing me. There's somebody out there, I'm sure giving them a script that they're writing to me. Hey, Nick, I'd like some properties. Okay, here's a property. Uh, I don't like that. I, here's what my offer is. Okay, well, that's a pretty shitty offer. Why would you offer that? Well, I want better returns. What's a better return? Uh, just something more aggressive. Great, what's aggressive? I'm not going to go out and just find something that's a better return. I just gave you something that has what a 15, 16% cash on cash return, a nine cap, a 10 cap, and a pro forma 15, 16 cap. What do you want? A 20 cap, 40% cash on cash return. Show me the last three or four deals that you bought that actually had that cash on cash, had that cap rate that wasn't in a total war zone or some imaginary property that you looked at that wasn't actually performing that you never actually bought. Because if those are the numbers you're getting, you send them to me and I'll buy them. So 
if people are going to not be specific on what types of properties they want, what types of returns they're targeting, don't waste my time. Because what that's going to turn into to me is I'm going to keep bringing you property and you're going to keep lowballing for a better deal. So you can go around and tell everybody you're in real estate, but you never actually have to bite the bullet and buy something because it's never the right deal. It's, it's not you. It's not you're doing your part. You just can't know. So I, I get dragged around with a lot of these crappy offers on stuff. So I want to, I want to present it. Hey, what are you looking for? You know what? I'm looking for a 12% cash on cash return. I'm looking for C plus to B plus areas. I'm looking for 25 units and above, or I'm just looking for a rental. 20 grand. Can you help me get financing? Great. Okay. You want me to help you get financing? I am totally cool with that. So I do wholesale properties of people that don't have cash. I didn't have cash for a long time. So I get that. And sometimes even if you do have cash, you want to leverage it. You want to get loans on it. You're using private money. You want hard money. Maybe it's a, a rental. You can get a conventional loan, HELOCs. We can do things. I'm open to it. If you don't know how you're going to, going to close on it. Cool. Tell me that too. Be honest, communicate about what's going on. I don't really know what type of return I want to make. What do you suggest? What are you seeing out there? Send me a few so I can get an idea of what a realistic return is. I'm cool with having those conversations, but don't waste my time and drag me around. Don't waste your own time because that's not going to get you what you want anyway. So if you're new and you don't know, I get that. Let's talk. Let's have some discussions about that. But just be honest with me about it instead of getting some imagined grip from somebody, some coach you're paying to tell you whatever nonsense that just give me specifics. If you're working off of numbers, you should know, here's what I can pay. Here's what I can't pay. Here's what offer is, I know my offer might be lower than you think it should be. However, here's why. Here's how I came to that number because I'm trying to get this return. And because of these numbers, I don't see it. Show me what you see. And then I can go back and say, you know what? You saw something I didn't totally get it. Let's relook at this offer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm nuts here. Or maybe I have facts to back that up. Hey, if you're really looking at the math, here's what you don't see. Here's what you didn't have right. Here's what the numbers really are. Let's talk about this. Let's put a deal together because I've said it before, deals are not found. The created. They're created with communication. They're created with facts and with data. So we have to talk about that. We have to go through those things. So we'll start to break that down. Now, uh, again, if you are going to want financing, okay, great. I'm qualified, Nick. I have great credit. I have put million dollar deals together with people that told me I can close on this. I have credit. I have assets. I have income. I have X, Y, and Z. And I bring them over to the lender and two, three, four weeks go by and they don't. They had a bankruptcy yesterday. They foreclosed on a house yesterday. Their credit's 500, not 850. I mean, the, the difference, oh, I have, I have plenty of cash. They have nothing in their bank account. They're, they have all these properties. They don't own any property. Like, it's insane, the stuff that, that comes back where I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? They were going to pull your financials. You were going to talk to them. We were going to find out that this wasn't the story. So why wouldn't you have just told me from the beginning, maybe I could have got you an asset-based loan. Maybe we could have found a way to JV. Maybe I, there's things we can do. Just be honest about the situation. Don't kid the person you're doing deals with and ruin that reputation and don't kid you either there's a way to make deals happen you don't need money you don't need credit you can still do real estate so if you don't have it don't lie about having it because that's just going to burn bridges so i require it now hey you want to do a deal awesome you want me to get you financing i'm going to do that but before i run around starting to find your properties fill out this personal financial statement that my lender requires pull your own credit it's going to cost eight to ten bucks it's not a hard hit. It won't affect your credit at all. It's a try and merge from my FICO. You send it over to me. I won't look at it. I don't need to know. I just care that you're qualified. You can send it right to the lender if you want. Here's her information. Here's my information. I'll send it over to you. And now we have an idea. She'll come back and say, I can absolutely approve this person. And they know the types of deals I've sent over there. And they'll even know sometimes they'll go, look, 
this person's a great candidate for that property you sent me last week. I know this person wanted to buy it, but I don't think they're going to qualify for it. Or I think I can get them something better. Send it over to this person. I already know I can get them approved and they can start to tell me, okay, you can get this person a 20 unit, a 40 unit. They need a single family home. We're going to need to get them a construction loan. We have to be under this price. We have to be over that price to get them non-recourse. And now I know, okay, I know what you can afford to buy. Here's what in your buy box I can get you that's a realistic return or not. Here's some options and some properties. Now we can talk, but I'm going to get you things that you can actually afford to buy, that you can actually get approved for. And I'm going to start to bring you those returns and you can learn what a realistic return is as we go through this. It does not mean that you have to buy what I send you. I don't expect that. You know what? If it's not a great deal for you, you want to wait for something better. You want to look at a few deals. Great. Let's talk about that. I'll send you over three, four, five, six things, maybe 10 things. We'll talk about it. We'll communicate. I don't like this, Nick. I like that. I just had a conversation with my friend Jennings. So you know what? This was a great asset, but for me, not a great area. I just, I don't feel comfortable about that area. The person I sent over there didn't feel that comfortable about that area, but this one, area, maybe not as solid an asset, but overall we see some growth there. So I'm not going to take this one. I am going to take this one. Awesome. Now I know. Now we can have that discussion. And if they didn't like either area, okay, great. I understand now you like these types of assets, this type of occupancy, these types of returns, this type of cash flow, but we need to be in a little bit of a better area. So now I have to look at, can I get those types of returns in a little bit of a better area? Sometimes the lower you go with the type of area you are, the higher the returns are, but it's riskier. There could be higher turnover, there could be higher crime, there's different things that go into that. So I just have to weigh out, is this something realistic? Because if somebody's going to tell me, Nick, I'll buy every property, but I want a 19 cap. I want a hundred percent occupied property and I want it in a B or an A area. I'm going to say, yeah, me too. Me and the other person I know. So if you can find that unicorn, go out and tell me and I'll get a stop dollar for it or I'll buy it off of you right now. No questions. I don't even have to see it. So again, I have to make sure that it's a realistic return and you learn that. So if you're, experienced already, especially if you're a wholesaler or a lender, or you've been dealing with this on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. People wasting your time with unrealistic returns, telling you they're going to take assets down that they're actually not daisy chaining things, wasting your time. So these little things of send me your PFS and your credit report, send me that. If you're not going to send me that I've already dealt with 15 people and I've had to be through the whole process and I had to call you three, four, five times a day. And I've had the lender calling me saying, you're not sending this stuff. And then I have to help you fill it. It's not worth it. I'm not going to do that, but I will work with you if you're going to help me work with you. So, so help me help you like the old uh, celebrity Jeopardy. Help me help you, Alex. So, you know, send me these things. And if you can't send me those things, then I'm not going to work with you. But if you send me those things and we can work together on what you can get approved for or how much cash you have or how much returns, we'll have that conversation. So if you're new, you don't know. Okay, great. Tell me how. That's the first thing. How are we going to pay for this asset? I'm a wholesaler. Great. Who's your buyers? Okay, well, I want to take it down. I, I want a rental. Great. Do you want something that you have to put money into and fix up? Or do you want something that's already done and you're just collecting a return? Because that's going to change the type of loan. Well, you know what, Nick? I want something I can fix up, put some equity in, do a value add or a flip. Awesome. How are we going to pay for it? Well, I have some cash. Great. We can get you a hard money loan. See how much of a hard money loan we would need. How good your credit? How, what type of areas are we looking for? How much can you put down? Because now I can see the size of the property, the size of the loan, the size of the rehab, 
all those things matter and we can find something that's going to fit for you. That's going to make sense for you for your first step. And maybe it's not what you want to right off the bat. Nick, I want to buy a hundred unit apartment building. Great, man. But you have zero experience and I've had this happen. Hey, somebody's qualified on paper. They have credit. They have income. They have assets on the start. They don't have assets, but they, or even actually this, I had the, they had the assets, but the assets were all local and the lender was like, Hey, you know, the property's okay. The person's okay, but the lenders don't feel comfortable lending to the guy because he doesn't have any experience managing out of state investments. So there's a lot of equations that go in. So lenders are going to look at the asset and they're going to look at the person, the borrower and the property both make a difference. So let's talk about it. How strong are you of a borrower? Oh, you know, what? I have crappy credit and I, I don't have any properties. That doesn't mean I'm going to say, I can't work with you. Okay, we'll get you an asset-based loan. Let's see what type of stuff we can, we can get you in on. Maybe we can get you a partner on something. Maybe you can link me up with something else and I can give you an equity piece. There's a way to make it happen. We just have to have those upfront conversations of where do we both fit in with each other? And if we don't fit in with each other at all, that's okay too. Maybe we just don't fit in right now. Maybe now's not a good time for the way you and I work. Maybe now... Maybe the stuff I have is just not good for you. You don't like the way I work. You don't want to take the time to go pull those docs or pull your credit. Cool. Awesome. I'm not the person for you right now. Maybe I will be later. Maybe I'll get a little bit more flexible later. Who knows? So I'm not mean about it. I'm not a jerk about it. But, you know, to summarize this again, you're trying to just find that up front as much as you can by doing those little tests. So favorite food, favorite color type of thing. It's very, very basic. So a property manager, I'll go back to that. One of the things that, and I said this in the last episode, but that basic thing of, when you get to the property every day, Monday to Friday, you're supposed to be there 12 to five, FaceTime me. Hey Nick, here I am, I'm at the property. What I'm doing today is units one, two, and three. Hey Nick, five o'clock, I'm leaving the property. Here's units one, two, and three. It literally could be two minutes when they come and two minutes when, if you can't handle that, not my person. So that first week, when I tell you upfront when we have the conversation, hey, if you're gonna take over my property, here's what I'm going to expect. And they go, I'm not doing that. Okay, awesome. I'm not mad at you for that. I appreciate that you told me that right from the beginning. You're not my, hey, anybody, anybody you can recommend? Anybody you work in the office? You don't have a smartphone? You can't FaceTime? Okay, cool. This is probably not going to work. Doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Doesn't mean that you're a bad property manager, but it means that you're a bad fit for me. So I need to figure out how do my teams communicate? Because if I'm a person that likes to text and not get on the phone and they want to get on the phone all the time, we're not going to have a great, great, fit because we're not going to communicate on the same level. If I'm somebody who loves to and I can't get other people on the phone, we are not going to gel right. So I have to set the expectation of this is how I communicate. So right from the beginning, is that how you can communicate? And if I need you to FaceTime me from the property, because you're my contractor, or my property manager, or my boots on the ground, and you don't have a smartphone, you don't know how to use technology, it's not going to work because I'm doing this remotely and I need to have that visualization. I need to have those check-ins. So again, doesn't mean that you're a bad contractor. It just means you're a bad contractor for what I need. So awesome. I'm going to initially get that right from the beginning so I can know this isn't going to work and I'm not going to find out two, three months later that we don't work together. I'm going to set those small things. I'm going to have those upfront contracts and those upfront conversations of here's what I expect. Are we on the same page? If they say yes, okay, great. Now, I'm going to have those one or two very basic things. Hey, can you show up at the property at this time? One strike. I'm not giving them many chances there. So it's a one and done. So again, not to ramble too much, but have upfront contracts. Tell people 
this is what I expect. This is how I expect you to communicate. This is how I often I expect you to communicate. This is, I want emails. I want phone calls. I want text messages. Okay. If you can't do that stuff, great. You're not going to be the person for me. Maybe that's, that's not what I need. Okay. I need you at the property three times a week. I'm going to need you to call me when you get in. I'm going to need you to call me. When you, no, I'm not doing that. Okay, great. Awesome. Hey, I'm going to need you to email me and FaceTime. Nick, I have no idea how to do that. I can't write an email. I can't use a smartphone. Okay, awesome. I appreciate you being honest with me beginning. Doesn't mean you're a bad guy. I wish you well. Maybe you work good with somebody else who's going to be there locally. They don't need to rely on you that much, but I do. So this is going to be a great fit for me. Thank you for telling me now instead of later. If they do say, yes, I can do all these things. I can text message. I can FaceTime you every day when I come to the property, every day when I leave the property, I can get tenants in there right away. Okay, great. Now we're on the same page. I'm going to be in touch as soon as I have some work for you. And then I'm going to find out, are they going to say what they needed to say to get that job? Or are they actually going to do and that's by doing those little contractor. Okay, show up at three o'clock. Call me when you get there. Showed up the next day or didn't show up at all. Not my person. You don't get a second chance. Property manager. Oh, I can send you rental cops. I can meet you at the property. I can do an assessment. They don't show up. Sorry. Buyer. Oh, didn't send me the PFS. Didn't send me the credit report, but you still want me to send you properties? Not going to happen. Sorry. Not until you send me that stuff. So all these things are just little tests. Very general upfront, but easy things to just see. You know, we're training them. I'm going through very specific things up front. I'm being very general and very easy and giving them very easy tasks to set them up for success. And if they can't handle the small stuff, they definitely can't handle the big stuff. So find that out now, get rid of them and find somebody who can follow directions and pay attention to details. Because in real estate, the dollars are in the details. I hope that was helpful. Anything you guys want me to talk about or ramble about, email me podcast at nicknicknick.com. You can always go on www.nicknick com slash links and that will get you links to all my social media where you can direct message me contact me um talk about properties i have a lot of properties that i'm starting to come across if you're looking to invest contact me i won't be mean let's talk about what type of investments you want to get to let's see if you need financing i will get you approved with mary for financing if you have cash and you're trying to figure out what returns are let's talk about what's realistic how can i help you how can we get you into some stuff this is what I want to do more of. I want to create some relationships with the people that listen to this podcast and start to get them into some deals and have their money making money for them, especially when I feel we're about to hit an amazing time to invest. I don't want you sitting on the sidelines and looking back and say, I could have done this then. Let's make it the time to start doing it now because regret is something that always things. So be a little bit bold, be a little bit courageous. Don't be shy. Reach out to me um, and any of my friends that have hit me up and said that they listened to some of these episodes. Um, I really appreciate the support. Uh, I don't get to see everybody as much as I would like to, especially now with COVID. So this helps me feel like I'm keeping in touch with some of the people in my life from jujitsu or for some of my friends. My Sean Cooper is my Mark O'Connell's. Uh, you know, my Corey D'Ambrose who's always giving me good feedback on that. I appreciate everybody. I miss everybody. Uh, I look forward to seeing everybody. I hope everybody's safe. Have a great day. This is the A-Game Podcast, and I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Ever wanted to play the drums? Or do you want to get your kids some drum lessons to burn some of that energy while they are all locked up? Take advantage of a free drum lesson with one of the tri-state area's most respected drummers, Dan LaMagna. Dan LaMagna has played in such bands as Crown of Thorns, Suicide City, Biohazard, The Real McKenzie's, Sworn Enemy, The Walls of Jericho. He has played all over the world and he is also endorsed by such companies as DW, Vader, and Sabian. Dan has taught 
tons of people from all different age groups and all different music styles. He can teach adults, kids, advanced, beginner, any types of styles from metal, all different types of percussion, whatever style you want. Get a free drum lesson today from Dan. All you need to do is text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to 833-632-0585. Again, text the word drummer, D-R-U-M-M-E-R, to the number 833-632-0585 for your free online drum lesson. <laughs>